0: Hey, it's your What's up? What's up? What's up? Warning.
1: Warning. Warning. Warning.
0: You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow.
2: This show will start. 5, 4, 3, 2, One amulet. Instructions 1. Make a pentagram of pepperoni. 2. Place the pizza box in the center of the pepperoni. 3. Place and light candles of each corner of the pentagram. 4. Sit in the board entire pizza. 5. Clutch the amulet. 6. Feel the rumble in your belly as the pizza gods manifest themselves in your body. 7. Call upon the Guts to resolve your transitions with the revealing below. Repeat this. I call for the jolly great, Gracie Pizza gods. You are the power of the purity and evil. Sprinkle me like parmesan with the dark and light with my mind and body. I call upon you to join me on earth and help me with my grit In Christ we trust.
3: wlpn lp chicago 105.5 fm lumpen radio currently broadcasting live from studio y yolo Kali and little village my name is Emmanuel. my name is jackie and we're gonna be your awesome spectacular amazing host for today's awesome show all about religion so jackie would you like to tell them a little bit about what we're gonna have for them today
4: um, well we're gonna have interviews um, audio interviews. pieces
3: Audio pieces, songs, Um, so much information about religion. So when you leave here today, you're going to be a high school, college, professional graduate. You're (laughs) going to be teaching classes. You know, you're going to be so educated. So hopefully you enjoy today's show and stay tuned for today's two hour special, The Religion Show. Hey y'all, it's me Emmanuel. Hi, it's me Jackie. And we are about to do interviews around Yolo, Kali, the crew in the background, and see what they think about religion. So yay, let's go. Let go. Hello, can we ask Hi. you guys a question? What do you think about religion?
5: I don't believe in it, <laughs> so. You.
3: Oh, yeah. Anything you know. wanna elaborate on? Uh, what do you think it's
5: about it's a good. Seven, um, <laughs> idea for, uh, it's a good like way to, it's a good like guideline for life, you know, to, to be a good person but uh, I don't necessarily agree with all of it so I don't believe in it myself Well,
3: hello Mrs. Ross and Theodora Ross may ask you what you think on religion Say
5: no comment it's Not comment
3: Would you like to elaborate on that?
6: Yeah Tell me mom
0: um, I believe in the golden rule, that's it. Golden rule. Yep, golden rule.
3: Thank you, very helpful. Have a nice day. What do you think about religion? I think it's religion is for whoever wants it. Do you want to elaborate on that? Sure, I think that there is no right religion or no wrong religion, I think that whatever gives you a sense of connection and a sense of purpose, I think it's a good thing. Um, whether or not you choose to impose it on others, that's entirely a different topic but I think that it's good to have faith I think that it's good to believe in something no matter what it is even if it's unicorns riding kittens
7: <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: or if it's something a little bit more formal and traditional You know, I think that if it makes you connect to others and makes you connect to your life in a different way then yeah we're not? Thank you. Yeah. Vanessa? I have a question you for me? you okay ask me it's like 80 degrees why are you wearing a jacket? <laughs> Astral. Astral. Yeah, Astral. that's Astral. my religion <laughs> um, What do you think on religion? Or what do you think about religion?
8: Um, I don't believe in religion But I think it's a way of people to connect And to find solace in their life when they need it the most Thank you You're welcome What do you think of our religion? I don't know
0: that it is, it can be for anyone, and it is important maybe to have, like, some sort of faith in something, but if you don't believe in it, oh well. And then if you do, then oh well, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you.
4: Mm -hmm. Hey, what do you think about religion? What
0: I think about religion is that it's really not for everyone, and half of it is for some people. I feel like people have the need to, like, feel like they need to believe in something only because it's like pressured onto them and they feel like it shouldn't be that way you should find out what makes you happy and what makes you comfortable with the values that they preach i mean no one really knows who wrote the bible or who wrote all these scriptures it's like passed on man by man so i mean it's really up to the person on what they believe it shouldn't be pressured on them
8: thank Thank
3: you you. sorry that make so much noise yeah overdid it not Not the too (laughs) Okay. That was-
4: hey guys, we're back and better than ever.
3: Hopefully, you enjoyed those interviews we did. So emotional, and <laughs> back to the religion
6: show.
3: <laughs> Hey, guys, we're back. Hopefully you enjoyed that amazing audio piece that we made. It was me and Jackie, and we did interviews here at Yellow Kali, Um and we interviewed everyone, as you heard, what they thought about religion. Jackie, what did you think about that experience interviewing people?
4: I think you got to, like, get different point of views from different people. So, yeah. I really liked the one, though, that he said that you could believe Ray. in whatever. Yeah, right. I really like what he said. Mm. You can yeah. believe in
3: unicorns, too. You can believe in whatever you want. Freedom. Well, now, ho- hopefully you enjoyed that. But now we're going to have a very special guest speaker, Marimar. Hello, Mariamad.
8: Hey, guys. How are you guys doing today? We're, we're
3: good. How about good. you?
8: Good. Beautiful day. Well,
3: mm-hmm. um, we have you here today to talk a little bit about your religion. What do you like to tell us what you believe in?
8: yeah so i was a born and raised catholic and until today i still identify as a catholic woman um now i think there's like a lot of things about religion that a lot of people don't like and i understand that right we have to remember that religion is in a way an institution but at the same time it's also a belief system and i think that's what people forget a lot of the times Um, Growing up, I did feel that being Catholic, especially in school, uh, kids would look at me weird when I would just not want to do certain things. I was like, no, I think that's wrong or um, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, But I kind of learned to live with that and at the same time to understand the flaws of the institution uh, of religion and kind of be able to oversee that and look at the positive things that religion has done for me and for my family
3: well um i'm a catholic as well so i feel you um how do you think religion play um plays a big part in our community today
8: well i think it plays like a very big role in like the world community right like all around the world because it is something that is supposed to talk about love and caring for each other right at least from my experience most religions do But I do think that when a religion or when people want to insert their religion into other people, it kind of creates a lot of tension. And I think that's when it kind of affects society in a negative way. If you're trying to use religion to make people do a certain thing or to have them vote for a certain person, etc., that's when religion kind of is used in a wrong way. And it impacts society negatively okay
4: um so um how do you feel when like um like when other people tell you about what like the how do you feel about the negative negative comments that you get from other people who are from another religion
8: well i think that um well one of my best friends in middle school was christian Hmm. and a lot of the times we would talk about the differences of our religion And at first, I guess that when I would tell her what I believed and she disagreed and she would tell me what she believed and I would disagree, we would get a little fired up and be like, oh, no, well, you're wrong or whatever. But after like a couple of years of like talking about it, I realized or I guess we both came to the realization that in order to really accept and love each other, we had to learn to respect each other's opinion. So at first, I I felt kind of like, really impacted and I always wanted to prove people that I was right and then I came to the realization that there's really no right or wrong right for all we know all religions might be like the true religion you know
3: yeah well thanks for all of that and um now we're going to play an audio piece that you made would you like to introduce it
8: Yeah, so I made a piece on La Virgen de Guadalupe, which is like a really popular show. And I'm really passionate about this show because my little niece watches it a lot, like on replay. So I've watched like every single episode. Me too.
3: (laughs) Well, we're going to play it right now. Hopefully you enjoy it, and we'll come back to
6: y'all.
8: La Rosa de Guadalupe has been aired in Mexico since 2008. Since then, it has been a controversial yet popular show in Mexico. Today, you can also catch an episode of La Rosa de Guadalupe being aired in the United States. This show hits in important topics that Mexicanos care about. It talks about anything from poverty, prostitution, organized crime, Teen suicides, etc. Name any social problem in Mexico, and La Rosa de Guadalupe has an episode about it. Every episode is very similar. The main character has a problem.
0: Está
8: <laughs> the problem then escalates until the character hits rock bottom.
6: <laughs> the main character,
8: or the family of the main character, pray to an image of La Virgen de Guadalupe. Usually, one of the characters has a shrine of some sort. This part is typically the climax of the show. The day after the prayer, a white rose appears. The main character finds it and tries to rationalize it. Maybe my husband left it here, is a popular excuse. Then they say, Déjame ponerla en agua. Let me put the rose in water. After the rose appears, the character problems begin to resolve. Once the problem is solved, the main character learns a lesson and is attacked by wind. They look into the camera and then they explain the lesson. The only thing that changes every episode is the problem. In order to understand the social impact of this show, we must first understand the importance of La Virgen de Guadalupe. It all began in 1531. La Virgen de Guadalupe appeared for the first time to Juan Diego on December 9, 1531, in el Cerrito de Tepeyac. Juan Diego, an indigenous man, went to the bishop, but the bishop did not believe him and asked Juan Diego to return with proof. On December 12, la Virgen de Guadalupe reappeared and filled Juan Diego's tilmatli, or cloak, with roses and an image of herself. Juan Diego presented this image to the bishop as proof. This was seen as a miracle. La Virgen de Guadalupe represented Virgin Mary, but her skin was brown and she spoke Nahuatl, like the indigenous people of Mexico. La Virgen de Guadalupe also appeared in El Cerrito de Tepeyac, a hill devoted to Tonantzin, which is translated to Our Mother in Nahuatl a goddess associated with life and fertility. Some of the symbols associated with Tonantzin was the moon and the stars, and La Virgen de Guadalupe appeared with half the moon on her feet and the stars on her shawl. Many theorized that La Virgen de Guadalupe was key in the incorporation of Catholicism in indigenous Mexico. According to the friar, Berdanino Chagun, some would call La Virgen de Guadalupe Tonantzin. In 1752, Miguel Cabrera was one of the artists that produced duplicate images of La Virgen de Guadalupe. In 1754, La Virgen de Guadalupe is named the patron of New Spain. In 1810, New Spain revolt against Spain, claiming their independence. Miguel Hidalgo, a priest, marches through the streets, carrying a flag with La Virgen de Guadalupe and asking for independence. La Virgen de Guadalupe then becomes a sign of Mexican patriotism. During the Mexico Civil War called La Revolución in 1910 through 1920, the Zapatistas used La Virgen de Guadalupe in their signs and other propaganda. La Virgen de Guadalupe represents religion, patriotism, and identity. Back to La Rosa de Guadalupe. Given the use of La Virgen de Guadalupe in the show, the audience has seen the show as a moral compass. Others question whether it is okay to perceive the show as such, noting that the content is produced by Carlos Mercado and obviously not by La Virgen de Guadalupe. Others are concerned with the idea that the television station is using the show to incorporate their political agenda. Nonetheless, La Rosa de Guadalupe has been a show in Mexico that has received high rating, which proves that La Virgen de Guadalupe is still a very important religious icon that has been accepted and loved in Mexico.
3: guys, we're back. Don't forget that you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago, 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio, currently broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, and Little Village. My name is Emmanuel. My name is Jackie. And we're your amazing hosts for today's show all about religion. And you just heard a really amazing audio piece um, made by Marimar. Hello, Marimar, our hey, guest guys. speaker. Um, that was a really beautiful piece. I just want to say that right now. Um, would you like to tell me um, your experience when making that?
8: Yeah, so I think one of the reasons why I thought this audio piece was important was because there's so much controversy around this symbol. Like this is one of the most important symbols in Mexico um, and throughout the world, Mexicanos take her with them wherever they are. And there's a lot of doubts about whether this phenomenon occurred or not. As a matter of fact, Juan Diego, which was the person or the indigenous man that saw La Virgen de Guadalupe, there's no clear evidence that he actually existed. Uh, Yet, uh, she still has been very impactful in essentially converting indigenous people into the Catholic religion. And it's still very important today because we see that people tune in every night to see this episode and to learn a lesson. And some of the lessons are very political. They talk about narcos, right? They talk about drugs, they talk about politics and classism. And to have a producer use her image in order to, in a way, send a message or their agenda, that's kind of really crazy. Um, And I feel like a lot of people don't realize how a show using a religious icon can have so much impact on people, especially if the people are firm believers of La Virgen de Guadalupe. Yeah.
4: Marimara, how do you think that um, religion has a big impact in society?
8: Well, I think it has a huge impact because people see that they they go by a book right they go by the bible or the quran or whatever text that they use as like a moral compass and when you see that people are using snippets of that in your tv shows then i feel like there's a blurred line between what is really according to the bible or according to your sacred book and what is according to the people making it right and the message they want to send especially with younger generations because they might be barely learning about their religion and they might see this uh, show as sort of this um, like kind of a compass, moral compass of like, oh, well, La Virgen de Guadalupe said that this is wrong and, you know, like it must be right. But in reality, maybe that was not a factual thing or maybe that wasn't something that was in the book. Maybe it was something that the producer wanted to put in there.
3: Well... That was a lot of information. Thanks so much, Mari Mar. Yeah. Thank um, you guys. You were such an amazing guest speaker and that was such an amazing audio piece. Hopefully it impacted everyone like it did to me. And um after listening to that, if you have any feedback on Mari Mar, you want to give her like thumbs up, go to the chat box at the bottom right corner of lumpinradio.com, hit us up over there and we'll see it. And now we're going to have a quick song break. We're going to listen to I Smile by Kirk Franklin. <laughs>
5: And unemployment. For
3: you. Today's a new day, but there is no
6: sunshine, nothing but clouds and it's dark in my heart
3: and it feels like a cold night, today's a new day.
5: Joy that you promised me, tell me it's all right <laughs> I'll
3: be honest with you I almost gave up But oh,
5: oh, I can't explain But the Holy Ghost power, y'all Fell from, heaven, like Came the down the from heaven Hardships, difficulties Right now Tears, storms. this is what I do I want you to have joy Cause can't nobody take that from you
3: Hey guys we're back hopefully you enjoyed that amazing song i smile by kirk franklin and now i'm going to be introducing a very 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 interesting interview i know all y'all gonna be glued to your headphones glued to your phones to your laptops whatever you're listening to me on because it's a very interesting interview bet so what's the interviewer
4: name um her name is ash barnes and she's from the south side chicago she says she's a student at northern ding and she's studying anthropology
3: it's a very interesting interview i'm about to spoil nothing because y'all gonna be glued so it's a kind of hefty so let me finish with that we're listening to what's up On WLPN, LP Chicago, 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, currently broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, in Little Village. Enjoy today's religion show.
9: I'm Asha. So I attend Notre Dame. Um, I'm a senior now, graduating next year. So I'm researching religion in Jamaica. So I'm an anthropology student. Um, and my thesis research is about um, sort of West African traditions and Christian belief systems in Jamaica. So this is actually the first time that I've done um, re- well actual research in Jamaica. Um, my mother's Jamaican so when my great-grandmother died we went there when I was what maybe 12 or so and um, I sort of got a taste of um, the religion and the culture um, through sort of the practices. We had a nine night. So we had a celebration through the week of uh, my great grandmother's life. And we played gospel music all through the night. We ate food, we danced. Um, and, you know, there was a night where some family members were playing kumina. They were playing kumina drums. Um, my mother went out to dance. And it's, I guess it's that particular in- instance that I got a, sort of got interested in the topic. Um, What happened was that I was at my uncle's house and my mother runs in and she's like, give me a pin. So the pin is supposed to protect you from evil spirits. When you pin your clothes, when people play kumina drums, they're calling spirits to come dance with. You don't know who's gonna come through that doorway that's been open. So the point is that when you have the pin, that spirit can't overtake your body and you know, you don't fall out or faint or anything like that. Um, I wanted to go see the Coumadin dance because, you know, I've always wanted to experience everything happening uh, with my family and and get closer to uh, my Jamaican roots. And my uncle says, oh, it's evil. And so that sparked a question in my mind. Well, you know, why are you calling it evil? Um, You know, um, what about it is sort of making you rally against it so, so much? Um, And then just to see that sort of dichotomy between my family members, my mother, my um, various aunts have no problem with it. Um, But, you know, you have people in my family also, and this sort of stands for the general population of Jamaica. It's this sort of really big difference between people who, you know, sort of revel in it or understand it or want to understand it and people that are totally against it. I've only had like two weeks in Jamaica weeks. to research. I mean, I, I did enough interviews and I did enough um, research there, looking through their libraries and their archives and, and things of that sort um, to know as much as I do, but I still don't know enough, if you get what I mean. Yeah. So.
3: So can you tell us um, what's the religion that they practice over there in Jamaica? Are there religions?
9: there? Okay. So um, if anyone knows a little bit of history about Jamaica, you know that the first people that were there were um, Tainos. Um, then the Spaniards came over. They brought um, sort of African slaves from various regions. Um, mostly Ashanti were the first slaves that were brought there by the Spaniards. Um, and then there was this sort of war between the Spaniards and the British. And the Spaniards gave up. And they took over. And it's now Br- Jamaica's a, a commonwealth. And um, then you have this sort of history of the Maroons. The Maroons were escaped slaves um, who fought against the British um, and sort of lived in the mountain areas of Jamaica. Um, But because there is so much mixing, no one really knows where different religious practices came from. So you have... um, Honestly, this is a lot. But you have sort of... um, different type type of belief systems so when i was talking about i was talking about kumina kumina is a is a a practice um it's not really a religion so what people do is that they and this is really something that the maroons practice is that they beat the drums and people will come and they'll dance with spirits um and um usually when a spirit this is they say that when that spirit takes over you um, you sort of exhibit the same sort of skills that they have or their personalities. But um, if you have that weak spirit, and this is why the pen is important, is that you can fall out into a mayal. Me- um, and a mayal is where, you know, you sort of just faint or the spirits overtake you and you, you are out of your senses. Um, and then you have something like obia. Obia is, um, I guess you can say it's akin to voodoo, it's akin to... Santeria, so yeah, you have like all of these different, you know, practices that come from these West African traditions and roots, and um, Obia is one of them. Obia isn't necessarily evil, um, but it can be used for different means. So let's say um, you want to pass a test or you want to pass an exam. You can use Obia to pass an exam. But um, by that same, you know, that same tool, you can put um, a spirit on someone to kill them. Or you can make them, you can just curse them, basically. So um, there are all these different sorts of things um, that happen. But mostly people practice Christianity. So um, my family's Baptist. Um, and I have some extended family who go to polko churches. And this is why it gets really, there. it's so, I don't know interwoven and, and, and large because things are, there's a combination of things. There are, um, things where they've broken off. There's not one type of Baptist in, um, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. You have different se- sections of Baptist there as well. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's, it's a very, very large project Um, And a lot of it is just dwindling down to the history and how people define and draw their lines. So um, obia, as a term, was sort of used by the British as a a fear tactic. Anything that wasn't British, anything that was African, anything that was foreign was obia. If you prayed too hard and God answered your prayers, it was obia. If it was a word they didn't recognize, it was obia. Um, And this sort of... um, Stigma around the word, um, around anything African, around anything that didn't resemble sort of British or Western Christian um, belief um, was evil. And then you had sort of this revival of these things. You had people who started doing Poco mania, which is a combination of, of some West African practices and Catholicism and all they do is they dance and they sing and they ring bells and they light candles and it's really interesting to watch. You have shango and it's just, there's a myriad of things happening all at once. And while a lot of it can be defined as Obia, it just depends on everyone's personal belief and where they draw the line.
3: Tell us a little bit
9: more about the Kumana and how, like, all of that works. Um, okay. So, the kumina drum, um, is this, you know, cylindric sort of instrument. Um, you know, you know what a drum looks like. Yeah. I (laughs) have to explain it. But, um, what happens is that everyone comes and they, you know, circle up. Someone starts playing the beat, and everyone starts dancing. Um, And all that's happening is that people are calling forth spirits from because you know that um, the physical world and the spiritual world aren't necessarily um, a separate thing. I mean, they exist in separate realms, but at the same time, they're all existing at the same time. Um, So they're opening this door and inviting spirits in, and people are, are choosing to dance with these spirits. Um, it's, it's a celebration. A lot of people think of it now as just some African dance. A lot of people think that it does have some spiritual power. Um, my extended family who plays kumina, he's a kumina man, um, says that the same kumina that you can play one day can kill you the next. So there's also this idea that kumina is very dangerous. Um, because you're inviting all of these things, um, to manifest themselves in this physical realm. Um, and again, with the pen, it's important to have the pen with you because, you know, it protects you from evil. It closes you off from that world while you can still dance. It also, um, sort of allows that wall between you and these spirits. Um, and there's also one more important thing is that kumina drums can play themselves. Yes, this is, this is, I haven't seen this, but I've heard people tell me stories. Um, so there was this one account where um, a friend of the family went with one one of my cousins to St. And St. is supposed to be sort of the area for all of this, all of these spiritual happenings. Kumana, Obia, you can find it all in St. So they went to, I guess, um some place where kumina was supposed to be playing, it was nighttime, And the sheet was over the kumina drums. Then the kumina drums started to play themselves and the sheet started to rise up and they ran. My mom has also said that she's seen things like this. I've never seen it, so I don't know. But, um, the thing is that when the kumina drums play themselves, you're supposed to, you're not ever supposed to be in that area um you're supposed to run far away from that <laughs> kumina drums do cannot they should not play themselves is what has been said um but Kumana as a practice is is still really deeply ingrained in jamaica um usually practiced by the maroons um yeah and it's just really deeply rooted there And you have all sorts of festivals that happen you have john canoe and um all of these different things that sort of symbolize have characters that symbolize different things, um, but a lot of it is just really historical, um, and I mean, if you want to think about contemporary Jamaica and contemporary belief and belief systems, um, then it's just important to do a lot of, like, talking to people and just understanding what they they themselves believe, um, and things like that. If you don't wear the pin or the pin comes loose, then, um... It makes you susceptible to those spirits. So um, let's say you're dancing, you don't have a pin on, and, you know, a spirit just, you know, comes at you. That spirit can overtake you. Um, My mother tells me that, that some spirits will dance you to their grave, like they'll kill you. So it's important to wear the pin because it protects you from that sort of evil. It protects you from them. Um, taking over your body and from... And some people, again, like, fall out into a maya, So, like, they completely out of the senses. They have to be dragged out of the circle um, and, like, revived. So things like that. Some people do watch... come and watch kumina. Um, I guess that's a question I should have asked. I think that mostly it's people that participate um, that are in immediate danger. Um, I've never, myself, witnessed kumina or have been... Um, again like and i mean a part of that is also a part of my history is my um on my grandmother's side we're maroons so my grandmother can dance kumina my mom can dance kumina um my great grandfather could speak maroon language and drum kumina so um i do want to see it but i'm also wary of it um <laughs> I wore a pin all around me when I was in Jamaica. I was like, I can't take any. No, no, no chance. Exactly. No chance. But no, yeah, I do want to see it. Yeah.
3: And um, what is it that like that, like the pin does that like keeps the spirits from?
9: I think it's really just like a closing off. Um, again, it's just the, sp- the power that you put into things. And this is another, I guess, facet of the research is that whatever you believe in is what has the most strength. When you pray, you have to pray with faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you do obia, you have to believe that the obia is going to work for it to work. So with the pen, you're putting the power into that pen. You're saying, I'm closing myself off from these spirits. And it works because you believe that it's going to work.
3: And I know that, well, here in like Little Village, there's a lot of like culture that has a lot to do with religion. Like mm-hmm. Religion is like a main part of a lot of, Latino culture, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so, over there, Obia and other, I guess, like, any culture that they have in Jamaica, does that play, like, a really big role in um the religion? Or does the religion play a really big role in the culture that they have?
9: Um, God, I would say that, I want to say that it's the religion that plays a really big part in the culture, but a lot of people just think that it's cultural in general. So... Anything that is, I guess, West African or African or some African belief system that's there is um, a cultural happening. Um, While I don't think that people who practice these belief systems or these these rituals or religions think that, um, I think that a lot of people who live there do believe that it's a cultural thing. Um, just like people who think that kumina is just an African dance now, people who practice kumina, who do the kumina dance, don't believe those things. So, again, it's just a dichotomy between the two.
3: Um, so, other than, well, so you said that you have, like, ancestors that did kumina Mm -hmm. and were really good. Um, do they still do it, like, to today? And, like, they're really good at it? (laughs)
9: Um, so, my grandmother doesn't dance kumina. I haven't seen her dance kumina. Um, she's a Christian now, so I'm not surprised by that. A lot of people who become Christians kind of turn away from that. Um, it's happened to a couple of my family members as well. I have an aunt who, well, great aunt, who was, like, I guess thought of as a priestess who used to dance with spirits and could turn herself out, um, with, you know, a scarf could dance her way out of a, um, a spirit dance, and she became a Christian, and she just doesn't practice it anymore she stays away from it my mom dances Kumana. um but my great-grandfather has been dead for a long time so um yeah I don't know anyone else in my family who who dances Kumana or anything like that um but yeah no it's pretty interesting to see my mom do it
3: and why do you think that is that well, you said your grandmother and your aunt turned away do you think there was like a moment or like something happened that our key moment that, like, turned them away from it?
9: I don't think that it has anything really to do with the kumina or um, anything of that sort. I think it has more to do with the Christian belief. Um, a lot of people say that obia itself and kumina or anything having to do with those things are evil because it doesn't have anything to do with God. Um, understandable. I can see that. Um, and I think that when they sort of steep themselves in this new belief, um, then they decide to turn away from these other things um, that they think are evil. I um, also have, there was, um, I was talking to a, I went to the University of the West Indies to do some research, and I was talking to another professor who actually studied obia. Again, these are like different terms for different things. I don't want to make it seem like they're all one thing because they're not, um, but they sort of tie into each other obia um he studied and he was saying how he went to go talk to all of these obia men and women and he had this i guess it was his sister who was really really sick she had a a cut on her leg and she went to all these doctors and they couldn't do anything about it and she went to this obia woman the obia woman said um it's not a physical wound. It's a spiritual one. There's something wrong with your spirit and we have to heal that. And so there are these things called baths and baths are made up of different components. Um, there's one that's made up of like cream soda and and blue, which is like this sort of Jamaican bleach um, and different things. And she told the woman, you know, throw the cream soda at the wall and break it. And she did that. And then she bathed herself and... The next, she said, the obia woman said, within the next three weeks, you'll be walking. And no one believed her, In the next three weeks she was walking. And then the her his sister, you know, got really involved in the church, um, had this new Christian belief, was really strong in her belief in God, and said that she couldn't remember anything that had happened with the obia woman. Now, this is when the professor went into a whole rant about, like, how can you forget something like that? She healed you. You know, you weren't walking like six months. Um, but it's just, I think it just has to, a lot to do with that new belief. And um, again, people turning away from something that's been negatively stigmatized. And um, mm-hmm.
3: I have a friend who is Nigerian and she said that when she was younger, she went to Nigeria and that her mother was telling her and that I, I don't know. I don't remember the story exactly, but she said she witnessed something or something like, if you, like, saw anything expensive on the floor, money, any sort of, like, things like that, and you picked it up, you'd be turn in, turned into, like, a chicken or a yam, and and then I was like, I kind of laughed, and then she's like, it's not a joke, it's real, and I'm like, what is it? And I don't, I, don't, I forgot what it was, and I don't know if it was, she said it was voodoo or something, but is there anything similar like that, or do you anything know anything mm. about
9: that? I don't think that there's anything like that, but again, like, in this just... Is something that I'm interested in in general is that anything that is, and this is just my understanding, is that um, African people and people of African descent have these beliefs, right? So when it's, let's say it's Christmas time, Christmas time and you cook, or it's New Year's rather, you cook greens, you put a penny at the bottom of the pot. You do this because it's a symbol of wealth. You want new wealth to come in um, in the new year. Or my mother, we don't clean. We clean the whole house before 12. We wash up before 12. By 12, we don't clean anything in the house. Why? Because it means that you're sweeping someone or you're cleaning someone out of your life. So there are just these different sort of, um, I guess, cultural beliefs and, and spiritual beliefs that people have. Um, that sort of range across, and I mean, like, it's not just African people or people of African descent, but it's everywhere. People have these different beliefs, um, these different tales that they have, um, different lessons, etc., etc., et, cetera, et cetera, um, And they sort of vary wherever you go. Um, the sweeping. Yeah. Oh, no, that's just, um, that's a Jamaican thing, I want to say. So, um, my mother says you know once it hits 12 we put the brooms on the back porch and no one cleans up anything until the next day When is it you make a mess you leave it there, leave and, it then there. and then you clean the next day um, and I mean my father believes and this is not something that like my mother you know practices but during the new year the first person that that's supposed to um, visit your house should be a male so if they're not a male then it means like you're gonna have bad luck throughout the year and I mean I'm not I don't I don't really believe this because it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't even know the history behind it, but that's just something that my dad believes. But again, it all has to do with how much faith you put into anything. You believe in luck, luck will probably follow you through, who knows? But it's all it all has to do with faith and how, how strong your faith in that thing is. Wow.
3: Hey, y'all, we're back. Don't forget that you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio, currently broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, and Little Village. My name is Emmanuel. My name is Jackie. And we're still your amazing hosts for today's show all about religion. (laughs) Let's do a quick recap on everything we heard. We just heard an amazing, spectacular interview. Um, We heard one or two songs that were so good. I was grooving in my chair. Like, turn my Mars up. What else did we hear? We heard an audio piece about La Rosa de Guadalupe. We had an amazing guest, Mari Mar, and there's still a whole entire hour left of content. So stay tuned. But now we're, let's t- we're just gonna give you a little bit of information. Are, are experienced when making this interview. So how did you feel when doing this interview, Jackie? Well,
4: I think it was really good because she was talking a lot and she gave a lot of good information. And I think the most, um, the thing that catched, like, my attention the most was Kumana. And, um, like, the dance they made and, like, the whole things about the spirits and how you really have to wear the pin because you don't want a bad spirit. Like
3: Yeah, that was really interesting.
4: Yeah. I was talking to my aunt and I was telling her and I was explaining her, like, what um ash had told us and she's like you do know that there's no good spirits and all that and i was like oh okay and i was like okay bye i'll leave you know so do you believe
3: in spirits and stuff jackie yeah
4: yeah i believe there's bad spirits too
3: (laughs) well now we're gonna have a quick song break and be back with another special guest stay tuned
4: Kali, what's up? Hey, guys, we're back. You just listened to
3: River by Iveji. And now we're going to introduce our very special guest speaker. Hello. Hi. Hi. Would you like to say your name?
10: No, thank you. <laughs> I'm joking.
4: I'm Zephora.
3: And, um, well, would you like to tell her what
4: we're going to yeah. talk well, to her we're about? We're going to be talking about Christianity. Uh, yay yay <laughs> okay well um the religion is based on just one person that um is jesus and his teachings and all the beliefs and the practices so um some of the main points are that they believe in the god which is the father and jesus who is um the son and the holy spirit um they believe that there is only one god um, the way that Christians worship is um, through um, prayers, um, prayers and speech from the scripture, the Bible, and yeah. So, what do
3: you like to tell us your experience in being a Christian?
10: Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. If you guys didn't know, I'm a Christian. And so is Jackie, right? Yes. Yeah, um. So, what type of experiences?
4: Well. How do you feel? How do how's your um like how, overall? Yeah.
10: Overall, like I've had some like pretty weird or even like insulting experiences, of course. I feel like um of course like not everyone is gonna be supportive or um looking at the same looking at things the same way that I do. So there have been like a lot of arguments, discussions, you know, stuff like that.
4: Yeah, sometimes I feel like I don't even want to argue back. I just be like, "Oh, okay, well, you know, like."
3: I uh, definitely like to argue back. <laughs> no, I don't. I always that is not the God way, support. No,
10: but I'm not. It have you read We're the all Bible humans. <laughs> it we're all have humans. To, it doesn't have to be in a negative way. No, but, but I just feel, like sharing my opinion too, which may yeah. lead to an argument.
4: You know, like you got, you have to let them know. You know. Like, yeah, enlighten I have to let them. them know. You know, like don't be mean.
10: Because I feel like um. A lot of the times when you do something, even if it's the same thing that um, someone else may be doing, when they already know that you're a Christian, they may look at it a little bit differently. So you could be saying the same thing as someone that's not Christian or someone that's a different religion, and you know you could get a whole different response. Because I feel like I feel like Christians get a lot of shame. Yeah, a well, lot of a lot of other religions do too. Yeah, but I like, feel like
3: we could say that
4: about. But I'm everyone. saying that
10: like. That's the that's the that's the experience that I can talk about because you know like I've experienced that.
4: Yeah, no. When I was little, I remember I used to argue with this boy a lot because he would be he would tell me, "Oh no, that religion is not right," and I was like, I remember like I would argue with him, and then once I told my grandma, and she's like, "Don't argue, don't even bother arguing with the person like that because they don't even know," mm-hmm. and then she was just like she was just telling me not to like to ignore those negative comments, and to just do me. And to not me to not like be mean or anything, yeah. you know. She told me she's like respect what others respect, and you'll you know. She was just telling me you know you have to respect if you want to get the same respect back. I was like you know what you're right, grandma. What well, you me. were saying about <laughs>
10: respect, I I don't know. I li- at least I like to think, and I actually think that I do respect other people's opinion. Like, no matter what their religion is or you know, who they are, how they live, it doesn't matter to me, like, I'm still gonna treat you like everyone else, but, um, yeah, I, I think that respect is a huge thing, because I think that everyone wants to be respected, and so do we, and 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 like, I feel like, I don't get that,
4: yeah, and I feel like, but I really, like, dislike those people who, who just, like, they want to throw, like, like crap at you like about your religion and all those things and i'm like just like um like dude you know what like i don't say anything about your religion so therefore you shouldn't say anything about mine you know keep it cool Yeah. yeah
10: yeah definitely i think that we were even talking about that um when we were talking about the show like before you guys went we're planning to do it about the lgbt community and like i'm gonna say this again just so you know everyone hears me like i i respect everyone including everyone in the lgbt yeah because you know like they're all you know it doesn't matter yeah but um i feel like a lot of the times when i may be talking to people that are in the lgbt community they get like Mad if people don't um support them, yeah um I, especially like, I won't so- su- yeah like
4: I don't support you, but I respect you, like you won't never catch anything from my mouth saying like yeah. you're going to hell, like yeah. no, I won't condemn you because that's not on me, you uh-huh. know, so I respect you, whatever you wanna believe it's that's you, you know Dude. like like just respect my just like yeah. don't throw and, shade at my religion just a, don't yeah
10: and a lot of the times like they'll be trying like stuff their beliefs like <laughs> down your throat and they say that christians do that and i'm just like dude you're doing that Yes. how can you be mad when other people are doing literally what you're doing right. so like, i think just respect me and we can respect each other
3: the world would just to respect everyone else
10: and not even not even with people in the lgbt community but like everyone whether you're an atheist a muslim anything like i will respect you and i'll respect you as a person no matter what you believe even if you don't believe in the same things that i believe in but respect is very very important
3: yeah and even me as a catholic we're told um or we're taught to exactly like you guys say respect and obviously like yeah just respect maybe and still support just maybe yeah yeah what you guys said
4: yeah no even like my freshman year there was this guy who was just like oh i don't believe in god and he was talking about oh i really hate how um Christian people, like, always want to tell me this things about God and all this. And he's like, I just really want, would want them to, like, respect me, you know? like And not to, like, to respect what I believe. And what I, if I choose to not believe in God, then that's on me. And I remember, like, it was just like, you had to raise your hand to talk. And I was like, oh, me, me, me. And I was like, I'm Christian, you know? And I've never condemned no one to yeah. that. You're, you're gonna go to hell just because you don't believe in God. Yeah, And he was like, you know what, dude? I like you. And I'm like, I like you too. Although we don't believe, you know, we have different yeah. beliefs, you know, but I think your your religion shouldn't matter in like the friends, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, like you sh- you shouldn't like pick friends like if they're if they're your religion or not, like because if because if you do that, then you're like you don't have an opportunity to meet new people, yeah. and like
10: you know. And I was thinking, I was thinking, I was like, man would I ever go to a Christian school? I mean, like, I'm a Christian. Like, oh cool yeah, to Christian school. Yeah, I was Christian thinking that friends. too when
4: I was going to high school. Yeah,
10: like... but then I was like, I don't think that I want to because that's not how the world is, you know? The mm-hmm. world isn't going to be everyone believing in what you believe in. And I think that it... You know, it would be cool to go to a Christian school, but I feel like it's it would be more beneficial to surround yourself with the type of people that are gonna be like in the real world. You know, because yeah. not everyone is gonna believe in the same thing that you believe, and not everyone is gonna be like cool or happy with you. You
4: know, um. So yeah,
3: at the end of the day, faith or no faith, respect is the key. Yeah,
4: yeah. Like example. Um. Well, thanks Sippy for that. Yeah. I'll talk to you more about that later. Yeah, but um we're going to be listening like oh, uh, we're going to be lis- listening to John the Evangelist and
3: an, an interview that Zippy actually did. Would you like to introduce an interview that you did? Oh
10: yeah. Um so this summer in our audio class, we were doing interviews around people with little village and we went to a courthouse and there was a table set up and they were evangelists and they were giving out free prayers. So they'll just come up to you and be like, "Oh, um do you want me to pray for you?" like just let me pray for you. So we did an interview with him. And later on, he did um, pray for all of us that interviewed him. So yeah, this is the interview.
7: My name is Josh, and I am 28 years old. I, I currently go on the streets of Chicago, and I share the gospel full time. I'm a full time evangelist. And what I do is I go up to people and ask them if they need prayer. And I just show the love of Christ full time on the streets of Chicago. So I am 28 now. So when I was 18, so uh, about 10 years, I've been a believer, and I've been growing more and more each year. And God has just been teaching me so much and filling me up with peace and really just showing my identity. You know, A lot of people don't realize it, but we all carry treasure chests inside of us. And if we never allow the gifts to flow, we never know our identity, and we never know who we really are. And so God has shown me what gifts I carry and he just showed me my p- potential and so that's that's how I know you know to keep walking in my faith um so I I hated God my whole life all the way up until I was 18 years old and I had a dream that I went to hell and the fear of hell just really shook me and no one ever really showed me grace and no one really showed me hope and so I just wanted. to just because of the love of Christ, I want to show the world hope. I want to show them peace. I want to show them, hey, if you think nobody cares about you, there's a God that cares about you. And the love of Jesus is so real. You know, if people would just allow the love of Jesus into their hearts, they could see the real thing. So it's the love of Christ that keeps me going. And it's just his hope and his peace. And when you allow God to come in your life, man, he he does so many great things and so that's what keeps me going and that's my spark is the love of christ um one of the greatest struggles is as i go out here on the streets it's a battle so the spirit world is very real a lot of people don't believe in that but as we come out here and minister and share the love of christ the enemy is not happy and so the enemy will go after our own lives and our own families and so it's a battle to keep going on the streets and sharing the love of christ But that doesn't put us down but it's a real battle because we have to fight the good fight we have to fight for these people you know to to pray for them we it's a real battle so we have to constantly just battle with the enemy for these people so that's one of the greatest things and another thing is is getting people to come out and share the love of christ a lot of people are so scared of our own people and that's, that's so hard to do that. And it can be discouraging sometimes to get people to come out and share the love of Christ. So I would say that's one of the hardest things. A lot of the time, uh, I would say about 50% of the time, people will say yes. And so they open up and they begin to share their hearts. But then other times, uh, people, they're very busy, they're caught up you know, in their own world. And so they don't want any prayer, but they'll tell me, thank you. you know, thank you for caring and God bless you. So I believe that the fear of man, what that means, I believe that people are scared of of our own people. And so I am not scared of people. God is my identity. So through praying and spending time in the word, I just seek the Lord and I ask him to give me the strength. I don't care about rejection. I don't care if people put me down because it's the love of Christ that keeps me going. And so the love of Christ is what gives me the power and the strength to keep going. I have people that reject me all the time, but I continue to do it because I'm doing it for Christ and I'm not doing it for man and I'm not doing it for myself. So Christ is what keeps me going. Chicago is a city that is hurting and Chicago is desperate to see the love of Christ in action. And so I believe that God has called me to demonstrate his love and to show hope to Chicago because there's so much violence and I want to show that there is hope and that there is freedom for Chicago so that's why I do what I do. The biggest problem is we can't even work together. Unity is not in Chicago and without unity you can't work together. You have to have unity and unity is a huge key. We need unity in the government, we need unity in the churches, we need unity in the people and the police officers, we all have to come together. And if there's no unity, a city can't work together. There's so much division in Chicago, and everybody's competing against each other, and it's time to come together. Once we come together and bring unity, Chicago will heal. All
10: right, thank you for your time. Thank you.
7: So, Lord, I just thank you for these guys. I thank you for what they're doing. I pray that you continue to protect them and watch over them, continue to guide them, Lord, give them favor with people today as they go out and interview people. I ask, for that you continue just to put the right people in their path. Give them favor with people high up. Give them favor with news media. Give them favor in their future careers, God.
4: Hey, guys. We're back. You're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio, currently broadcasting live from Studio Y Yolokali in Little Village.
3: My name is Emmanuel.
4: My name is Jackie.
3: And hopefully you've enjoyed um, the first hour of the religion show, but we still got more to come. So now we are back with our special guest, Zipporah. Hi. And then we have another special guest, Marimar, who was from before. (laughs) And, um, well, we're going to talk to both of you about Islam. Well, um, first, Zipporah. I remember you were talking about how in the audio class you did an interview with the guy that we just heard. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't with you during that project. So I remember we also interviewed a Muslim lady who was talking to us. So, well, I don't want to get too into detail because that's what you're here for. (laughs) So would you like to tell us a little bit more about that lady and what's your experience
10: um yeah so actually you were the one that was like hey let's interview her so um i was like okay she had on a hijab and you know she was staying by the bus stop and we went over to her and we asked her for an interview and once she um once she realized that we were going to be recording it she was like oh no like i don't want my voice to be recorded so I asked her if it was all right if I interviewed her just like without any recorders or anything. So we actually don't have it on record anywhere. We just have it from memory what she said. But um and you could help me out Emmanuel, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um so the first question I asked her was how she felt about the the Islam um Christian relationship and You know, she was actually just saying what we were saying earlier about how we all need to respect each other. And she went off of that saying, um, you know, to live peacefully, we need respect. And, you know, we all need to respect each other, whether um, we have the same beliefs or not. And yeah, so I was asking her more about her religion and about the, the recent attacks and everything and how people view islam nowadays and you know she was telling me that her religion it's not based on violence it's not based on fear or terrorism um that's what um other people um are doing so she was and i actually didn't know this she was telling me that some of the people that um that um i say this some of the people that are responsible for the terrorist attacks their views are god is going to forgive me anyway so if i do all this
3: like if i repent god yeah if i repent god is that's not how it works
10: yeah so all my sins are forgiven after i do all this so they could go out and kill people and everything and then come back and be like oh yeah like god forgive me and repent and you know everything's all right because you know god washes all our sins away and of course that's not right and you know she agrees with me with that um so yeah but islam isn't about violence i think that it's the people that make it seem that way um at least that's what she's saying and of course like yeah. she knows her religion more yeah than i think it's really
4: crazy how like many people interpret the bible in different ways yeah because i was seeing also this interview that happened in the tv and it was this um kkk person yeah he was like he was saying the lady was the lady was black so she was interviewing them and she was like so um you read the bible so why are you doing all of this and he's like because in the bible it says love your brother and then he's like yeah my brother that is white and you are black so you are not my brother therefore like i'm gonna burn you out of this place no. no was like,
3: yeah. So it's just it's really like many crazy. different ways to interpret yeah, the same
10: so thing. Like, you can interpret one thing thousands of ways if you just have if you just say it the right way and you have the right evidence. You can make anything sound like anything, really. Yeah. So,
3: yeah. And Mari do you think it works the same way with Christianity and Catholics?
8: Yeah, I definitely think it does.
3: Yeah. So we're all just living in the same world with the same stuff everyone so marimad what do you um so we have you also as a special guest would you like to tell us more about islam because i know that's something that you know a lot about
8: yeah for sure so islam it is translated to submission of god according to the quran um and uh one of the things that uh muslims used to greet each other which i think this is kind of like a fun fact i think it's really beautiful it's salam aleikum i'm oh sorry if God, i like yes. mispronounced no that. that's
10: how you say it. i know that in nigeria like you say that especially like when you're going into their house kind of like a greeting or a blessing of their house i don't know yeah Some so people always
8: say that it actually means uh peace be upon you so i yeah. think that's really really cool uh muslim uh the well islam is one of the biggest uh monotheistic religions the first one being christianity and then the third one being judaism uh, Do you mind, what was
4: the word you said about the peace
8: uh so salam alaikum oh okay yeah salam alaikum uh there's 1.2 million muslims and around 6 million muslims in the united states alone so it is a religion that is really uh Big And it has a lot of followers And it's also growing Islam is the dominant religion Throughout the large portions of Asia and Africa Um, The largest Muslim population Is living in Indonesia With 170 million followers
10: I have a question Mm. So um, the saying Who says it?
8: So it's kind of like a greeting So the person I guess the host of the home Would be saying it and it's people that are Muslim.
10: Well, that's weird. Also when like, my mom always says that, like, I remember when you went to Nigeria, or even, like, here some places, like, she'll, like, say that, you know, when when she's seeing someone, I don't know, or going
8: into their house. <laughs> so I
4: don't know. Like- I like the sound of it. Like can you say it again, Mariman?
8: <laughs> so, again, I don't know if I'm, like, pronouncing this right, but it's Asalaamu Alaikum.
4: It sounds pretty yeah
8: and well actually there's no wonder that like your mom might say it there's a lot of uh islam incorporated into our languages for example in spanish hola um a lot of people have seen that that word is linked to allah so the muslim influence in spain mm-hmm. translated to the spanish influence in what today we call yeah. mexico and and into like the la- spanish language so yeah there's a lot of like islam that is into our day-to-day language now islam is based on five beliefs which i think this was one of the i guess things that i investigated that i really didn't know so they believe in one god and typically they refer to this one god as allah allah is not like for example like jesus talking about a specific person but it's just like in general god they believe in prophets uh so muhammad was one of the or is one of the biggest prophets they believe this is the last prophet and among those prophets they believe in prophets including noah abraham moses jesus and again muhammad they believe in the justice of god and they believe in imans or apostles and they believe in the day of judgment and also their religion is based on five pillars again excuse my pronunciation but one of them is Shahada, which is a declaration uh, that they believe in God and in the Prophet Muhammad. Salat, which is to pray five times every day, during dawn, noon, afternoon, sunset, and evening. Sakat, which is to give charity to others in need, which I think is something very beautiful. As a matter of fact, Huffington yeah. Post made a research and they figured out that Muslim Europeans were the ones giving the most uh, donations to charity. Uh, Again, this was specific to Muslims in Europe. And also, again, mispronunciation maybe, which is uh, to fast from food, water, and other pleasures during daylight hours in the month of Ramadan. And Ramadan is kind of like the celebration of the revelation of the Quran to Muhammad. And the last one is Hajj, To make pilgrimage rich to the Mecca at least once in a lifetime if physically and economically capable. So, like, if you can't physically go or, like, your money doesn't permit, like, that's okay, but um, they do believe that you should try to go at least once in your life.
3: Well, um, do you you or Zipporah know any customs? Like, for example, I know Catholics, for example, you pray, um, like, yeah you pray like when you go to church you take the body and the blood of christ is there any customs like that
8: so kind of like uh, the eucharist of like the catholic or the christian well i guess the catholics no not really um another thing that is interesting is that they don't necessarily worship god directly but instead they kind of uh so i guess that they just pray to god i feel like Well, speaking from like a Catholic point of view, like we can pray to like saints and angels and all these other things, but they're like very specific to just God. And also God is very general. It doesn't necessarily say like specifically someone's name. How about you, Sephora?
10: Yeah, well, what what I caught on to was like when you said that the word God is really general and I was like, that is true. Because I know that um, Allah is another word for God, right?
8: Yeah, so Allah is usually what they say to say God. It's kind of like synonym. Yeah. How many times a day do they pray? Five times.
4: So it's like the morning?
8: Yeah, so it's dawn, um, noon, afternoon, sunset, and evening.
4: Mm, that's a lot. Oh, I heard that even like when they're working, they do that
8: yeah so even when they're working and wherever they are uh i think it was interesting because one time i went to the airport and i was just kind of like waiting for my family member to come out and then i just saw this um uh this man and he just took out it kind of looked like kind of like a rug um and he just started praying and i thought that was kind of cool because being catholic i go to church on sundays and that's like some sundays some Sundays I don't go. But it's a lot of commitment to, like, be praying five yeah. times a day.
10: That is a lot of commitment. A lot that's of faith. Re- that's really cool. Like, when I see people that are committed to um to their religion, like, no matter what it is, like, I, I like, admire them to be able to have that commitment. Because, like, I try, but, like, girl, sometimes even sometimes i fall
4: off
10: (laughs) i know even sometimes it's hard to just like pray like once a day and like i forget or something and for them to like pray like five times a day like that's like yeah no
4: what me and my mom we did we were like okay so we're gonna pray at night and like we Mm. always pray like by our bed right and then this one time she was really tired and i'm like are we gonna pray are we gonna pray She's like, no, I'm really tired. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, I'm going to say that next time. And she's like, no, 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 we'll pray, (laughs) we'll pray. And I was like, "Mm,
0: right,
10: right. No, yeah, man. I remember we try try to pray at night, like, as a family. But, you know, like, sometimes we don't. My mom, and this actually makes me feel really bad that this actually helped me remember. But she was like, oh, like, I'm going to start giving a dollar like every time like you guys remember (gasps) to pray and i was like
9: (laughs) you don't you don't gotta
10: tell me more i know and it kind of made me sad because you know like that's what (laughs) that's what it that's what my motivation was yeah and for them like you know like that's just how committed they are with no money
4: i know know. (laughs) let me me talk to your mom (laughs)
3: Well, thank you guys so much for being our amazing guest speakers. Hopefully the audience learned so much and now are more educated. And now we're going to take a quick song break. Choice of On Heaven. The truth runs wild like a tear
5: down a tree. Try to see- It's wow.
3: Hey guys we're back don't forget that you're listening to wlpn lp chicago 105.5 fm lumpen radio currently broadcasting live from city y yolo Kali and little village my name is emmanuel my name is
4: jackie
3: and hopefully you've been enjoying everything that we've had in today's religion show let's do a quick recap we had some interviews we had amazing special guests we had music what else we have we audio had pieces.
4: audio pieces and we had like um, the question of what do you think about oh, yeah, religion? our
3: interviews. So many amazing stuff. The
4: interviews as well.
3: So now we're going to talk a little bit about saints. Or are they?
4: Hmm. Would you like to go? Well, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Malverde. So for people who don't know what that means, it's um, evil of green. So El Santo Patron de los Narcotraficantes. So it's about um, a saint. Who is um, like, narcs drug traffickers, drug, traffic, drug yeah. traffickers? Um, praise to him, and well, nobody really knows how he looks. So they have a stat, like not a little statue, but it's like a little like a saint image. Yeah, I guess. of like how he looks, but nobody really knows how he looks. So the people who um send the other people to like make the image, they um. They basically based uh they based off Pedro Infante, and a politician whose last name was Mariscal. So he kind of looks like Pedro Infante, but it's not <laughs> Pedro Infante. Shout out to my mama. <laughs> but yeah, but um, this guy was a thief, but he was like Robin Hood, you know, like he would steal from the rich to give to the poor, and till the day of his death, he helped the poor a lot. So good for
3: him, but also bad for him. But you know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah.
4: No, so but a lot of people um praised to him because he was a good he wasn't a good person because he was apparently stealing. But he did good. But he did good for the poor people. But so technically he till the day that he died, he was hanged. But the government um he stole from the government because the people were like oh, he's stealing, but nobody's doing anything. You know, like, oh, he's stealing, but nobody's doing anything. So then the government was like, if he's everything and all that, I want him to come and steal from me.
3: Right. If you all that in a bag of chips, come at me.
4: Yeah, so Malverde was like, okay, what's good? I'll pop out there and I'm going to steal from you. He ended up stealing a lot of things and well, later on, they when he he almost got caught but he got to get away with it but he was shot in the leg so then when he was shot he was really bad injured and he was bad like he was almost going to die and then um people were like okay so we're going to give a reward for the people who um catch um uh, so then malverde was like okay he told one of his um one of the person that was with him turn me in and what they in the reward i want you to give it to to the poor so good for him he was hanged and yeah
3: him right he was so hanged. for sure it was a man
4: yeah it was a man it, it's it's him yeah mm-hmm. but a lot of like there's a lot of stories of what like people who have um prayed and he makes their wishes come so true his title
3: right? is what's his title
4: the evil of green this is that's Santo my brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um el santo patrono de los narcotraficantes.
3: Okay. Well, we're going to play a little song and BRB.
6: devoción Algún tiempo ya tenía que no venía acá
5: A visitar tu capilla y a venerar este altar Tú sabes que no podía por las broncas que uno trae Malverde, este Santo del Colgado, me ha traído buena suerte.
4: Hey guys, we are back. You're listening to WLPN LP Chicago. 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio. Currently broadcasting live from Studio Y in Little Village. My name is Emmanuel. My name is Jackie.
3: And hopefully you're enjoying this episode of What's Up? The Religion Show. Almost done, y'all. Start getting your education on. So now on to the next saint or are they? What's their name, Jackie? Diego Maradona. So would you like to tell us a little bit about this person
4: yeah well um he was uh he's he he was an ex-soccer player he he's still alive but he doesn't play and um he was really good like really really good he was probably like, messy and he played for argentina he was really good but he kind of like uh, he he retired at a really young age because they call him using cocaine he was doing drugs and so well, why
3: is he known as the saint or like the god of soccer
4: because he was really good like like super good like really 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 good so
3: who started that who started the god of soccer
4: um okay so it it was two two fans so two like people that started they have like a club of fans you know like the club of fans.
3: male female males age, both height. of them are
4: both of them are females. I mean, males. What am I talking about? They're both of them are males, and their names are Alejandro Verón and Hernan, and they started the Church of Maradona. So they basically talk about soccer. And you like, know who
3: that sounds like? My brother, <laughs> over there, over there, obsessing about soccer every day, bro. He probably has a temple in his closet. Like,
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, they say that for Argenti- for Argentinians.
3: Argent, Argentina,
4: <laughs> yeah, well, the, the people that love, it. <laughs> well, that soccer is a religion, and every religion has its god, and the god of soccer is Diego. So they really praise him a lot. Although he like his career ended like not so well, but yeah, it ended downfall. Yeah, he he had his down, <laughs> downfall when he started like missing penalty kicks. He started arguing with the reps and everything and then his penalties his his performances were really bad and then yeah they started becoming whack yeah everything was going downhill for him
3: well now we're gonna have another quick song break and be right back
4: my lover's got humor
5: Sent to when I'm alone with you. I was born sick, but I love it. Command me to be.
3: guys, we are back and better than ever. Don't forget that you're listening to What's Up on and Radio. This is a religion show and it's me and Jackie, still your amazing hosts. And now we're going to talk a little bit about, well, could do you want to say the name of the song that we just heard? Take Me to Church
4: by Hosier. And
3: can you tell me what the um, meaning of this song is?
4: Ooh, i think cecilia could tell us
3: more about that I, well I, hello special guest what's up do you want to say your name
4: my name's cecilia
3: what's
1: <laughs> up cecilia what's up emmanuel do you know the meaning behind this song well i mean it's never nothing official but um when i did hear this song back when i was like in i don't know when did it come out seventh or eighth grade when i was in 1776 just picture it <laughs> oh, but um so good uh i do remember that um i did i well when i like a song i usually like to you know look up the lyrics and kind of check it out and stuff and i did find that it was you know the video definitely gave out a lot of like you know theories like a lot of At people first were, like, i thought it was a church
4: song it. you know i was like oh yeah my church my dad song. would
3: sing it he's like oh yeah i uh, I wanna go preach I wanna go to church I was like <laughs> hey. no
1: But I definitely did find that It talked a lot about You know um, Frustration with uh, Your sexuality At least that's how I Kind of define it um, Because I think There was there was definitely A lot of symbolism The lines that it says um, How'd it go um, It was the first line um, well, I was yeah, I born it. this way But I loved it And so that That song was you know Like there was a lot of people saying, "Well, you know, maybe it's his way. Well, not the, not directly the ah uh, like the artist's way, but it was this way of the interpreting the was, frustration yeah. that you know he was born homosexual or whatever, and you know it kind of mixes, I guess, in in one way or another, like you know religious beliefs, how like you know they still like." don't accept people who are homosexual or part of the lgbtq community so i thought that it was very interesting and you know it was put in a really nice way because everything that you know the song discusses about sacrifice and stuff is kind of his way of like sacrificing his person of hiding hiding himself you know from who he really is which is you know a homosexual and man also or whatever The church and yeah
3: talking about the church jackie um has a little bit of Information about, um,
4: oh, yeah,
3: well, oh, yeah, do you want to talk? Yeah,
4: checking? I want I to talk about that. So, like always, you know, checking Facebook, I seen this. Um, was it a pastor? Yeah, he was a pastor, yeah, or a preacher, whatever. And he was, um, he was invited to a show, but the host was homosexual, so um, the host was really calm and he was really chill of the situation, really respectful, yeah, he was really like, I was like. He was really respectful. He was really respectful. So um, the preach um, he grabs like a cloth, right? But the cloth has the rainbow. The it's with the LGBT the flag.
3: The
1: LGBT flag. Actually, they said that yeah. it was the incorrect flag.
3: <laughs> Boy, was over it? trying to yeah, be disrespectful. It? First, learn yeah, your facts. facts. <laughs> right, right,
4: right. And then um, he's like, oh wait, like before I start talking my feet are kind of chilly. So, Let me
3: pull out my carpet. Yeah. So he like reaches in his bag but or in his he pocket. he doesn't mm. call it
4: a carpet, you know? He doesn't say like, oh, he calls it a filthy cloth. So A cloth of filth. Right. But either way, I think it was like really re- disrespectful because... But then on the-
3: top of that, when he pulled it out, he like laid it out on the floor and then like started stepping on it. Yeah. As yeah. if it was like a carpet.
4: Yeah. And I found it really disrespectful because in the Bible, in March 12th, twelve thirty one yeah it says that um um God made the rainbow as a promise to know that there were there won't be a flood, so I think when he called it a filth, you know, like it was like I found it really disrespectful for me, and him, like him knowing that him reading the Bible, him talking about the Bible, I think he should have like known better of what he was saying it and was, what he
1: his actions and what he was doing, it was also very contradicting because I mean, if he does know this, I mean you know part of like you know being a priest or a pastor or whatever he was is you know reading your own bible and stuff like that and learning about your beliefs and i think that if he if he had known that you know he'd be a much more proper and respectful person than he was not just as a priest or a pastor but first and like foremost you know you have to learn the fact and uh, yeah you're right about that section of the bible yeah. i do remember actually i that. had it wrong it was genesis nine eleven. remembering (laughs) but yeah there is definitely a section of the bible that states that so i mean if if he's you know religious why didn't he know that right and also
4: love your neighbor like i said before so it's just about
1: common respect yes
3: so now on to our final audio piece it's last but not least um and it's made by our special guest Cecilia would you like to quickly introduce your audio piece
1: sure so my piece is about is an informative piece about Freemasonry and I wanted to you know kind of explore you know some of the facts that about this organization and you know it's kind of it's connected to you know religious because a lot of people mistaken it for a religion and it's just you know some information about it that I checked out and I thought it was interesting Let's listen. Freemasonry. There is definitely a lot to wonder about this belief. We will
0: now at this time cover
1: the Masonic... For those who are not informed, Freemasonry is one of the most oldest and largest fraternal organizations originated in London. The earliest record of this group going back to 1646 and June 24th, 1717, when it was officially founded by George Washington. Friends and brethren, we who are Masons have assembled... An approximate total of 5 million members worldwide, 2 million residing in North America. Freemasons believe that there is a supreme being otherwise said as God.
0: Our belief in the immortality of the soul.
1: What separates Freemasonry from other beliefs is the first and foremost fact that it is not a religion. A lot of the beliefs of Freemasons have impacted people in multiple ways, and this organization are often viewed and mistaken for a secret and mysterious society of some sort, who may be hiding something from those who are not a part of or disagree with the beliefs of Freemasonry. Despite access to a large part of information on this organization still being denied, here are some of the facts that we do know. For one, a Freemason may identify themselves as a Freemason but may not share any secrets or what goes on in their services. Some of the requirements to become a Freemason in the US are to first and foremost be a male. Usual age range 18 to 25, but ultimately depends on the jurisdiction. One must be freeborn, meaning not being born a slave you must also have a proper reputation and be conscious of your good morals and beliefs. Females are not commonly allowed to participate in the U.S., but those groups who do are not very well viewed by the Grand Lodge Masons, the organizational unit of Freemasonry, in contrast to the type of Freemasonry practiced in Europe where women are allowed to practice alongside men. Let us pray. The symbols representing the Freemasons are the Masonic Square and Compass, which represent Freemasons as a whole or a group.
0: In this time of sorrow, when we all need comfort and consolation, let us turn reverently to God.
1: The letter G stands for the Supreme Being, otherwise known as the Great Architect of the Universe, or God, and also Geometry, which plays a major role in their symbolism. The Eastern Star represents a fraternity within the Masons known by the same title or as the Order of the Eastern Star.
2: The appendant body of Freemasonry Freemasonry we'll be talking talking about today today is the Order of the Eastern
7: Eastern Star. Star.
1: The rankings of Freemasons are divided in three grades. The Apprentice, Fellowcraft, and Master Mason. Up to this day, like many other beliefs, Freemasonry is still questioned. For example, The Deadly Deception, Freemasonry exposed by one of its top leaders, was a book published in 1988 by author Jim Shaw, who was a 33rd degree Mason belonging to the Scottish Rite, another organization within Freemasonry. In The Deadly Deception, Shaw discusses about his revelation and change of view on Freemasonry and how being a Mason distanced him further away from Jesus, expecting the rather opposite of this outcome. He shares his experience when traveling to the Scottish Rite to receive his certificate in order to become a 33rd degree Mason. One interview in specific where he was asked of what religion he was, Shaw responded Christian and was later on dismissed. When asking another man what his response was, he told him he was not a Christian and never intended to be. The man then told Shaw, you know, they say I'm going higher. A rather peculiar and unsettling answer for the author. Another mysterious occurrence was the disappearance of William Morgan, a man who claimed he was a master mason in Canada. When he attempted to reveal the secrets of the Freemasons through a book, he was arrested based on false accusations, and shortly after, disappeared. There continues to be a lot of speculations about the probability that Morgan was killed by Masons for nearly exposing them. Ultimately, what you choose to believe is left for you to decide.
4: Hey guys, we're back.
3: And let's welcome back our producer of this audio piece, Cecilia.
1: Hello. Hello. Would
3: you like to tell us a little bit about your experience when making this audio
1: piece? Yeah, well, I mean, um, I'm usually like into like, you know, finding out about, about, you know, cool stuff that a lot of the times is like, you know, there's kind of a mysterious essence to it. So I thought that Freemasons, Freemasonry was like, you know, like a cool topic to talk about. You know, it's not just, you know, regarding, you know, the, the creepy stuff that's said about it, but. Um, definitely, you know, like, I wanted to explore more, like, of, like, you know, the different perspectives of it. So, first and foremost, I wanted to, you know, figure out what it was. And, you know, it's an organization, it's not a religion, like I said before. And then I found out, like, I went from there, and I thought about other stuff, you know, included some creepy facts, too. And some interesting things that caught my eye about it, too. Like, for example, about it, you know, usually only having male members. And I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, I mean, interesting. <laughs> Not cool.
3: Um, well, thanks so much, Cecilia. That was yeah. such an amazing audio piece, so informative, and you were such an amazing guest. Thank you. But now it's time for me and Jackie to say our goodbyes. The saddest part of the day. Well, hopefully you all enjoyed today's amazing, spectacular two-hour special. We talked about religion, beliefs, faith, everything customs and we just want to say our final goodbyes don't forget to follow us on our instagram facebook tumblr twitter all that good stuff at um, Yolokali, and also don't forget to follow lumpin radio on all that stuff
4: and also we want to um give a quick shout out to our guest in the studio alex chubb Yes
3: um yeah and also don't forget to listen to next saturday next saturday show Um, Shout out to Diego for being the only person in the chat box. Mm -hmm. If y'all want to shout out anytime soon, go in the chat box, go on lumpinradio.com, bottom right corner. There's going to be a little emoticon of a little chat box (laughs) and click on that. Thank you all so much for listening and hopefully you have an amazing Saturday. Hashtag in in the crust We trust.
0: Me fooled, told me that I was nothing without you. Oh, that after everything you've done, I can thank you for how strong I have become. Cause you brought the flames and you put me through hell I had to learn how to fight for myself And we both know all the truth I could tell I'll just say this is I wish you farewell I hope you're somewhere On social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at YolokaliArtsReach.org for more.